You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me today, I actually have one of my oldest Liberty Facebook friends <laughs> coming on with me. Someone that I've, I told, hey, I should, I should have you on my podcast at some point. And he was like, okay, what microphone do you want me to buy? So here, here's his debut on this ill-fated show with a name that I think at this point actually holds more weight than it did four years ago when it was just a play on Donald Trump's motto, mm. whatever, what, jingle. But with me today, I have Mr. Mr. Hal Peterson, a uh, a good-looking Viking man who owns his own – is it a – it's a taco restaurant or is it a taco truck? Uh, we have a truck that's based off the restaurant. It's just a little okay. hole-in-the-wall taco dive. <laughs> called Taco Monty's, which I've made some really awful art for in the past. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I believe I, I believe I put a party hat on a um, a manatee. A manatee. Yeah, it was, it was my yeah. favorite shirt we have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has been in the. How long have you been in the Liberty world? Uh, I guess in the world, it's probably been since. Oh, no, I guess it was maybe 2013. I, I knew a little bit about Ron Paul when he was running in 2012, yeah. but I was very apolitical and going through school and stuff. So I didn't worry about that. But then a little after that, I, I, got, uh, I got a yeah, little I'm, into it. I was like a, like a 2009 or 10 or mm-hmm. things when I started on the Ron Paul deal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you... I don't know. Were you in that awful group with that awful human being? <laughs> yes, that's where we all met. Okay. That was that was one. That was my first real liberty kind of group or podcast, I guess, or show <laughs> that I listened to. But I guess at around was, the same time, I was listening to Molyneux. I kind of discovered both of them at around the same time and veered towards ah. Molyneux a lot more. What's funny is like we talk we talk a fair amount. Um, you've tried to talk me into moving across the country a few times, which my wife is pushing for mm-hmm. recently. But I was I was like a Ron Paul guy, mm-hmm. and then I was Tom Woods, really into Tom Woods, and then Tom like the the, the group of the dickhead that we we were a part of <laughs> that that podcast. He was just like a blip. Mm-hmm. The only reason I was in his group at all was because Tom Woods mentioned him on his show and called him a friend. Gotcha. It was kind of the other that way around. I think the short of I think, it. Uh, I don't even know how I got into Tom Woods. It may have been kind of the other way around for me. Yeah. I want to say they they had they talked one time or interviewed Tom Woods and I don't know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But, but it, it's funny. I don't know why I do this. He's not Lord Voldemort. He's just a 
he's just Jason Stapleton. He's yeah. Just a we just, <laughs> it's fun to talk we around just don't him. like him. <laughs> but what was funny is like that was very short for me. And then the the Make America Great Again moment happened in 2016. And mm-hmm. me and, and Kim and, and another girl were like, let's make a podcast. And that podcast, like there were a couple of gems in it, I think. Yeah, I remember that one. For the most part, I was just like, hmm, meh. Because <laughs> the other girl was very much into Trump in a way where she was like pretending she wasn't, mm-hmm. but very much was. And yeah. so it was like, why are you lying? Yeah. Why are you lying? But what's the greatest thing that Tom Woods ever did was introduce me to malice. Oh, my God. I agree. He he got me into t- to all of them, actually. Honestly, it was whatever happened that got me into Tom Woods was the best for me because he interviewed everybody. Yeah. He got everybody. Yeah, well, he he got me into Malice, which I just watched three and a half hours of Malice and Alex Jones on Tim Pohl's show. Mm-hmm. And oh, I can't wait to watch I, it. I don't. <laughs> so good. It's so I I don't know how everyone didn't know about it because you were like what stream and I was like yeah Alex Jones well like one hundred forty thousand people knew it looked like but <laughs> but what was funny though is he also introduced me to Owen Benjamin yes but but I'd seen Owen Benjamin before mm-hmm. but I listened to I think like one like I ha- like you dove into Owen Benjamin and I've like had a little bit here and there when mm-hmm. I've looked into him. But that's an interesting one for me because I have so much t- little time in my life for listening to things. Right. That it has to be like malice or. Um, it has to be like 30 minute episodes or something, you know, something. Yeah. There you Yeah. Like when uh, uh, Alex Jones goes on Rogan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perfection. Yeah. Every time. But, you know, it's, but that's that's what's interesting because like right now, like. We are living in, I'm sure it's not unprecedented, but it I think certainly it is. feels very unprecedented. It is very unprecedented. There's there's some insane things that have never happened before in ways that have never happened before. It's like unparalleled. Yeah, it's it, and it's incredible. And so like I don't have a lot of like deep knowledge on what's going to happen or if Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, who are both allegedly worked on George W. Bush's team mm-hmm. when uh, Gore tried to contest that election back in 2000. They did. I definitely. don't know if that's just... That they did. I don't know if that's just happens ha- happens to be a thing that <laughs> happened or if Trump knew it right. and was just preparing. But, I mean, we, we live in a, a strange time. And one of the things that's really thrown me off, and not thrown me off, because, I mean, I expect these people to do this, but the, the mask dropping at this point in time is just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're blue pilled right now, I no longer can understand you. If you're blue pilled, you really are an NPC. It's like, yeah, that you are part of the matrix at this point. Yeah. And I just, I, I can no longer understand those people anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't want to, or can't empathize with different things, mm-hmm. but it's like the people who are seeing what's going on with the vote counts, with all of these different, the way the media is spinning this, and they they say that Joe Biden, ha, like, did you see the little picture of him in front of the backdrop that said the office 
of the president elect i think so yeah mm-hmm. oh they're trying That's so not hard a thing yeah they're trying so hard <laughs> um i think actually trump won a lawsuit today in pennsylvania yeah to that w- that disc that completely got rid of a whole bunch of votes for biden well not only that the way it worked was the the lawsuit in pennsylvania was um about how the secretary of is the secretary of state of pennsylvania mm-hmm. had said that um two days after the election they could still be fixed and uh fix the ballots and mm-hmm. uh had something to do with identification right but the federal judge said no can't unilaterally you have the authority to do exactly. that it has to go through the legislature right and so what's interesting about that is i don't know if it will but that is a federal judge saying that mm-hmm. which means that all of these things that secretaries of states governors whatever put through before the election mm-hmm. might be invalidated exactly. so like a lot of the mail in voting stuff was not done by the legislatures yeah so that's like it's like that like really opened up a path for trump now yeah you know because that sets a precedent too so all the other judges now they have this case to look at and be like okay well let's copy that one and and yeah yeah it's 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 crazy like talking to i keep getting in facebook arguments with people who (laughs) are just like convinced i don't do that anymore yeah i have yeah i I, it's it's (laughs) it's my addiction that i need to break but uh (laughs) i just all these people who are just convinced that biden won and the people have chosen and you know and i'm like listen i'm not even a trump guy but you gotta you're you are setting yourself up for the biggest crushing like mind-breaking defeat yeah like this is if it happens people will be completely broken like it's it's gonna be insane. That's what I want. Oh I can't yeah, tell no, you I'm how not gonna want the chaos. Yeah, well, not only the chaos, but just the butt hurt. I, I you know, yeah, that it's too. like, but I mean, just uh, just the fact that right now, like like I said, there's a lot of unmasking and red pilling going on in this moment because I saw a guy on Twitter the other day, and this this tweet of mine blew up and was retweeted I think 60 times and had 300 400 likes on it. And it was some very, very conservative guy saying, um, what was it that he said? He said, you know, if our, our votes don't actually count, then we are we are being ruled. We're not self-governed. And I retweeted it and said, holy shit, mm-hmm. they're starting to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I'm hearing a lot of people that I like to listen to a lot are saying that, you know, this is probably the last election. Yeah, I keep hearing people say that. Do you, do you think Trump is the last president? Um, not necessarily that he's the last president, but it's the last election. Like because <laughs> everyone's going to realize that this is all bullshit, and that they choose the leader and we don't. And it's always been that way. But what was funny is you'll see this in Malice's or not Malice Tim Pool's stream with Malice and Alex Jones. But Tim Pool asks Alex Jones, "Do you think?" A lot of people are talking about how Trump's going to do a military coup. Mm-hmm. And do you think that this is a thing? And I th- I thought I, w- I was going to be like, oh, that's just crazy. That's not what's going on. And Alex Jones was like, absolutely, he's preparing. 
<laughs> he has he's, he's fired he's fired this person he's bringing everyone in he's mm-hmm. he, he's he's ready he's like he, he believes that biden is backed by foreign interests like china and russia and he's not going to let foreign countries take over our country so he's he's he says you know the marines he's going to have the marines around them around him if they try that right and i'm like oh shit <laughs> Alex Jones believes that. Yeah. I thought Alex Jones was going to be like, no, he's not. But apparently Trump is prepared. Uh Uh-huh. Well, if Alex Jones says it, then it actually is. There's it's possible at this point. Like I I, I listen to him more than anybody else at this point, because it's just look at his track record versus any of the other ones. His second time on Rogan. He it was when he talked about the mice and the the hybrid animals. I was and with stuff like uh, that. Joey Diaz with them. Is that what oh, that one? Uh, no, not no. It, it wasn't was, Diaz. Um, it was that other guy, mm-hmm. uh, Bravo. Yep, Eddie Bravo. There we go. Yeah. Um. And and so I I was watching that and I was like, this is crazy. And I was thinking in my head, there's no way this stuff, all this stuff, is true. It's just too outside of the pale. It's not that I was. <laughs> blue pilled about it it right. was just you know you have that part of your brain that's like you know maybe alex jones is a little crazy mm-hmm. and then right after that it was like right after we started the show mm-hmm. uh back up with me and phil and then i looked into like all the claims and they were all real yeah like i found i just saw everything. something today it was like they're they're in china they're making like human gorilla or human ape hybrids yeah, I read that too. And it was like a picture of that right next to what Alex Jones was saying on Rogan. Just like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this guy. But I, I saw, when I saw that, I was like, you know, if Alex Jones is right about 10% of the stuff that he says, it's horrifying. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And he's right about more than that, for sure. Well, it, it was when he was on Rogan, they had Jamie fact checking him the whole time. And it was like, I don't think he ever came up with something that wasn't true. Right. Some th- some things he embellished or he used the wrong words or had the wrong year or something like that. But you know, yeah, that's forgivable. He was pretty much right. Spot on. <laughs> about all of it. On the on the stream with Malice and uh, Tim Pool, there was one point where uh, he's sitting. He's just sitting there. And Tim Pool's like, okay, so what's the what was the he- the headline of the article that you're talking about? And Alex Jones just kind of leans back and he's like, um, it's going to be any. He said the name of the headline out, and then Tim Pool typed it up and he was like, oh wow, that's the first that the first said result. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, that guy's on a different plane of existence. It's cr- well, and he he also got into um, this is something that I've talked to with Mike Meharry and Ryan. But he was talking, they got into interdimensional beings Mm -hmm. in the, in the show. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about these different types of things, multiple dimensions. And um, they said about elves. I don't know about elves, but he talked (laughs) about the alignment Uh of the different pyramids across the lines and how there was all of these similar things that happened. And I've had this conversation, not in the secular mindset of it Mm -hmm. but in the the early well late jewish early christian period Mm -hmm. where like the second temple period where it talked about uh the quote-unquote sons of god Mm -hmm. and how god had if you look at the story of the tower of babel it's a very interesting book that i read about this it says that he spread out the nations and uh 
allotted them to each of the sons of God. The concept being that when the tower, you know, the story of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. They built the, like, the, the yeah, I know pyramid the basics. to reach God. Yeah. yeah. And then God confused their language. Mm-hmm. And then it said he, they all went into different areas and the number of nations were allotted to the number of the sons of God, mm-hmm. which is a, the sons of God would be a spiritual being within the spiritual hierarchy of okay. the unseen world. Gotcha. So interdimensional beings, right? Beings outside of our dimension that can, mm-hmm. can be within our dimension. Right. And so this, this puts together this concept of these interdimensional beings more or less leading and having regional dominance in certain places. Mm-hmm. And these people who were trying to create a pyramid in Babel went across the, the world and created all these different pyramids in different places, mm-hmm. which just happens. They just happen to happen like that. Right. They're both. Re, they're all recreating the same thing. Right. But it's so funny hearing them talk about that in a very different way than the way I would talk about it. Right. And it's like, oh, wow, y'all are like talking about it's just weird. Yeah. They're talking about the very same things that I've talked to people about recently. <laughs> well, I listened to that episode and. I remember I was at work just listening to him. He went off on a good five minute rant about like the ayahuasca visions that some ancient like South American tribes were having and just different dimensions and all everything. And by the time he was done with that, I was I just like had to stop and I was like, that actually made sense. I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) like that is crazy that that made sense and dots kind of connected and it was it was just really weird and it's 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 just crazy because mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not exactly what you'd call a conspiracy theorist or i'm not a crazy person mm-hmm. but when you look at that and then you look at the concept of these different regional kind of interdimensional beings then you start thinking about the different gods in those areas yeah and how were these interdimensional beings exactly they maybe looked like this and somebody somehow saw thor you know or yeah or 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 a a being that was like okay what story am i going to tell to bring these people in Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are very clearly rebellious you can't kill kids on top of a pyramid yeah and be the good guy right but (laughs) but it's just it was just i was hearing that and i was like i know that there are people out here people who are going to listen to this podcast and go Okay, so he's a little crazy. But that's fine with me. <laughs> Got to have a little bit of crazy to see the truth, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it was just funny to hear Malice go, oh, no, there's for sure interdimensional beings. That's definitely a thing. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Okay. There's a, so, so I actually sent him the link to that book. I was like, you need, I want you to read this just so that I know that you are reading something. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what you're saying, but in a more comprehensive way. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. Yeah, but well, and that, it, I digress. That, well, that's the thing. It's like that kind of stuff. I've been thinking about a lot of that kind of thing this year because this has yeah. been this has been a very spiritual year in mm-hmm. a lot of ways for me, at least. Because yeah, there's a lot of things in all the different religions that seem to kind of all have the same underlying truth or underlying principles or lessons that, yeah. you know, that all seem to kind of correspond to what's going on right now. And it's been very interesting. There's just so many synchronicities that I've noticed this year. The fact that 2020 yeah. is perfect vision and the mask is dropping and there's just all these different 
things going on that seem to be all connected somehow. Yeah. Too many coincidences. Yeah, there's so many coincidences that it just, it can't, it's like so impossible. The odds of all these things coming together like this. And it like lines up a lot with like Revelation, you know? And yeah, well, and it's funny. I just bought like two books on Revelation because I've, you know, I, I know, I know you know this about me, but I, I actually have, I tweeted this because they talked about college a little bit on that stream. Uh-huh. And I tweeted, you know, my, deg- my college degree is more of an anecdote to my stupidity rather than me being credentialed or smarter than you. <laughs> I was stupid, you know, mm-hmm. like this was a bad, this, this didn't help me. I've learned more in the last, what, seven years Oh. deciding to read on my own yep and there there are some cool people out there that are doing college style classes for free mm-hmm. but i've learned so much and i've re-examined so much in my own life that it's it's insane so it's like i i like i said i just bought some books on revelation one of the big things that i hit over the last couple of years was um hell and the understanding of hell as a christian concept because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people especially people who are more in the atheist mindset have gotten just their, all of their information about hell and the concept of hell from the Bible is based out of the Calvinist version okay. of Christianity, right? Which is very fatalistic. It's God. You, there's an elect group of people. God makes all these decisions, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I started going, okay. So what is this? If I believe that there's a loving God, that that love by nature, like First mm-hmm. uh, John says that God is love. What loving God would create a hell for people to live in perpetually and eternally. Mm -hmm. What's the point of that? Right. And so I kind of went in a deep dive and I found out a lot of different stuff that I'm still working out. But when it comes to the concept of hell, I think that if you look at the old Testament, the new Testament, and actually look at the evidence that's in there, it actually points to a lot of people call it annihilation. Okay. Or, uh, the uh, another term for it is conditional immorality. Im- sorry, immortality, because you know it says in Romans, "For the ra- wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life." And so the concept being that if you don't have the gift of eternal life, then you don't have eternal life. Right. And so hell would be an extinction mm-hmm. rather than a f- forever place of torment where God keeps you alive right. to torture you forever. Right. And so you know it says the wages of sin is death. Like I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there are a lot of people who will talk about this and they always, it's like when you read a sentence that says the wages of sin is death and then you have to go, okay. But when he said death, what he meant was being forever alive and death just meant spiritual death, which means you're not connected to God. And it's like, if you're doing that, you're, you're, you're trying to put something there Uh that isn't right. Right. So that's kind of where I've landed. There are a lot of different people who view things differently. Like our friend, Paul is a universalist. Ryan believes in some sort of purgatory from what I understand. Okay. But like, that's kind of where I've landed is it makes sense that if there is evil, then God would want to rid us of evil rather than just keep it quarantined in the basement. Right. Forever. Right. Like, yeah. Why, why would you do that? Right. Boy, I've been kind of looking through this spirit. Like I've been going through a crazy spiritual journey this year too, where I'm looking at it and you know, I, I was, I want to say that, so I was an atheist, but a kind of a reluctant one. And this year I've kind of changed trajectories a little bit, but I don't know. It's been, it's been a weird struggle, but 
this year I'm kind of looking at the things in the Bible as though they are so kind of the opposite of what malice would say. They're true, but not factual. Okay. So more allegorical or um, yeah, exactly. metaphorical. So they're, yeah. And I was thinking about the concept of hell and thinking of, of demons and all of these supernatural things and starting to like kind of notice similarities between them and people that I've met or people I know. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, if you're looking at it in terms of sin, you look at the things that are sins and the people who live their lives sinning all the time. Yeah. They, they kind of go into their own personal hell. Yeah. And it creates a hell on earth for them. Mm -hmm. And if they do it for long enough, they seem to become demons. Yeah. And then they come to you and they try to make deals and bargains with you. And if you take those bargains, then the same thing happens to you. And it kind of spreads that way. And I'm like, I've just noticed, like, there's a lot of people that seem to be living in that kind of hell state. Yeah. And well, and I think that there's a, a lot of misunderstanding when people use or try to use the word sin. Because the word mm -hmm. sin literally comes from uh, a word that means to miss the mark. And right. if you look at kind of how the sins break down in the Old Testament, like don't eat pork. And then you, you think about it, why wouldn't you want them to eat pork? And if you pay attention to, like, let's say biology now, and mm -hmm. the lack of refrigeration methods and curing right. that would have, would have existed. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. there, there are parasites. Mm -hmm. And then there, there are some laws in the old Testament that are uh, again, like the, that are against um, worshiping other gods and stuff like that, of course. Right. But a lot of these things that are mentioned as sins are things because God doesn't call things sin because he hates you. Or it doesn't want right. them to be because happy. Because they're evil deeds or something like that. It's because a lot of it is because one, you're hurting someone else. And mm -hmm. two, because you're hurting yourself. Right. And so that when you come to the realization that sin is God going, hey, hey, stop hurting yourself, idiot. Right. It's a completely different conversation. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, that's kind of what I've been looking at. That's how I've been looking at things this year. And, you know, in the beginning of the year, I kind of saw a lot of what's going on coming. Like I yeah. knew there were going to be stupid lockdowns. I knew there were going to be some sort of mask, like rules or mandates. And in the beginning of the year, I just decided that come what may, I was, I just was going to live my values. And even if it cost me the businesses or my house, it, even if it cost me everything, you know, I'm just going to live my values and have no fear and just let it just see what happens. Stand yeah, my ground. And I, you know, we had, it, I don't know if it's Providence or what, but we had our best year in sales. Yeah. This summer or best <laughs> summer in sales, you know, and, and I don't, nobody really gives me any pushback if I don't wear a mask everywhere. And it's just, you know, it's just all turned out to be either paper tigers or almost like a test. You know, everything yeah. seemed like a big test and, and the people who are living in hell all failed that test. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's been a really spiritual year for me. Yeah. It's kind of a lot of dots kind of, kind of connected and everything fell into place for me. And 
I mean, it has been a crazy year and it's also been one where, like I said, there's been a lot of unmasking. There have been a lot of red pills, but there have been a lot of blue pills. I mean, if you look at just how, like the, probably the saddest one is the way my brother has acted in all of this. Like it, it seems like he doesn't listen to this. So who, who gives a shit? But um, <laughs> if he's blue pilled, like, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> but uh, he it's like he gets off on pissing off his family. Like he was like mm. on the, the day that Joe Biden, quote unquote, won, according to the media, he gets on mm-hmm. Facebook or on. He, well, it's funny. He went on Twitter and he tweeted uh, happy um, all of my family, all of your family deleted you off of Facebook today day. And I was like, I looked at his Facebook and I was like, no one deleted you. Yeah. Yeah. You posted some kind yeah. of blue pilled nonsense, but no one. Everyone no scrolled one past you. you. Everybody is ignoring you. And then he took it. He took a screenshot on, on Twitter. On Twitter, I think he got like four likes, if that. Uh-huh. Maybe two. I think it was two. And then he put it on on his Instagram and like he had more likes there. But then I was like, I made fun of him. I said, you're not edgy enough for that, dude. Like, get out of here. <laughs> But uh, on his profile, in his bio, he talked about how he lives in Los Angeles and he makes jokes that piss off his family. It's like, we don't read your jokes. How would we even know? <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's, that's it. Everybody's just LARPing. It, it is. And it's like, and it's just strange to me because like one of the more disturbing things that I saw come out were all the different TikToks and uh, comments and tweets about people on the left talking about well there's going to be a civil war and i don't mind if we if i have to fight my dad i'm going to put up a real fight and i'm like you were literally fantasizing about killing a family member Mm -hmm. and that's when you're not and you're not gonna win either no (laughs) it's that like emphasis on the fantasizing well i mean and even if even if they did win there's no winning right yeah you don't win unless you disengage entirely it's 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 an incredibly like destructive depraved way to think and it it was like i was like man this is this is what happens when you buy the old lie that the personal is the political and you take it up to its endpoint and we're getting closer and closer to the logic that logical endpoint i mean there Mm -hmm. are thousands of videos of girls who were probably cute two years before they went to college screeching into their cameras in their cars <laughs> freaking out about Amy, mm-hmm. Amy Coney Barrett or uh, Trump right. or this or that and it's like we are at the point where politics which I think like, you've you've read Dune recently yep um, I'm going did to, you read it yet not yet, I, still ju- I, yet. I downloaded the the Kindle because I know that that's the best way for me to actually read it gotcha the audio is great that's that's the way I read it. But the, the, the statement in that, which is fear is the mind killer. Mm-hmm. That line's why I read it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great line. But I was yeah. uh, that's one of the things that I've been saying more and more is that politics is the soul killer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like if you look at people fantasizing about killing their parents or their grandparents or like, well, after they said, the, why aren't you wearing a mask? Do you want to kill your grandma? And then you talk about how you want to have a death match with your grandmother. It's like, Mm -hmm. what world are you living in? That's what's, I think, probably one of the things that, which is why I said I can't really understand the blue pill anymore, is 
you see what happened on election night, which you were on my live stream. Like, mm-hmm. it did look pretty good for Trump. Mm-hmm. And then right after we got off, they halted all counting. <laughs> and the next morning, I was like, wow. And there was a sudden spike. Just mm-hmm. crazy stuff happening. And yep. and then you see the, the the corporate press rushing to call him the president-elect. Rushing to call something the office of the president-elect so that it looks official and people just swallow it and see him in looking presidential so they just accept it. You see Mm -hmm. all of the different um, media personalities getting behind it. And and then you see the one of the craziest things with the, the most Soviet thing I think I've ever seen in America, which was I think it started with AOC. Coming out and saying, <laughs> I see how you're going. <laughs> AOC came out. Start I've, I've got lists. Right here. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or de- deny their complicity in the future? I foresee mm-hmm. decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, and photos in the future. And so it's like, yep. Oh, well, she's she's making a list, but she didn't say the word list. And right. then Jennifer Rubin, it's an archive who was a conservative and isn't anymore tweeted any Republican now promoting rejection of an election or calling to not follow the will of voters or making baseless accus- um, baseless allegations of fraud should never serve in office, join a corporate board, find a faculty position, or be accepted into polite society. We have a list. Mm-hmm. And then a guy named Wajahat Ali <laughs> tweeted, you can't heal or reform the GOP who are now an extremist party. They have to be broken, burned down, and rebuilt. When Biden is in power, treat them like the active threats to democracy they are. If those who committed crimes aren't punished, then they then they will be more emboldened. Mm-hmm. They are do- they're saying this because they thought they win or they thought they won. Yeah. They think, and that, and that it kind of gives you an insight. So now if Trump does win, now we know what they want to do. Right. If they do win. And it's crazy. It's so he's, Soviet, It's like he dude. set a trap too, you know? And if he if he does win, then it's like, wow, he set this big trap to show everybody what these people really are. Like they're monsters. In power. Now he sees, yeah, this is what they want to do. You know, they want you dead. And if he does win, then it just kind of paves the way by using all like 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 I can't imagine how hilarious it'll be if he does win and he pulls this thing off because because then they have those that i mean that's out there now they can't take it back and now their enemies are the ones that are who are in power and so what are they gonna do you know i just and what's funny is they're all hanging on this concept that because the media called the election that that's absolutely what happened that's who we mm-hmm. trust. We don't wait for the electoral college and votes to be certified. Well, most of them don't even know that that hasn't happened. We just listen to what the media says, right? And well, and that's that's the whole like the normie blue pill. Like they don't they don't know what's going on. They don't know any of how they don't know anything about how it all works. They just hear what their their experts say, and then they get on with their life, and they don't take the time to kind of look into anything. So they're just going to repeat that. And they so and then when something that doesn't fit that narrative happens, then they just sit there and wait for 
their experts to tell you them what it is that they need to think. And and so much of the people that are right now celebrating are people who don't really watch the news, which, you know, I mean, that that's good if the only option for you is the corporate media, but they're not mm-hmm. paying attention to the news. They don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They just know that CNN tweeted that Biden is the president elect. And so right. if Trump somehow pulls this out and the, the courts back him and he's the president in January, they're not going to understand that at all. Yeah, they're going to be some completely it's going to break them. Yeah, it's like it's like programmers sending out scripts and these people are following the scripts because they're NPCs. And when something completely different from the script happens, then they are going to glitch. Yeah, it's just going to be just a massive firestorm of glitches and bugs. And it's going to be hilarious. And I, I, well, and that's the thing. I want that because I think it's one going to be hilarious Two, it's, it'll lead. So imagine being someone who believes the media who has been pushing this hard because I think they're scared. Joe Biden is apparently his team is apparently seeking a lawsuit against Trump for not conceding and pushing mm-hmm. for the transition now. Mm-hmm. They may very well make this happen. They may manifest this, right? Biden right. may make it in there. If he doesn't, I mean, all of this just reeks of fear. Mm-hmm. All of it does. Like the, how hard they're pushing their, their lists. All of this yeah. reeks of fear. Did you hear that Lincoln Project is going after the lawyers on Trump's side? And like trying to dox them and all the clients and stuff like that. You know, it's it it not fear and desperation is what it yeah. reads of. And it, here's the here's the headline: Biden team considering legal action to force transition of power. There's no legal precedent for them to even do that. They're just <laughs> it's just people saying things. Well, if you go to there's actually a website one of these list makers in these Soviet style North Korean Democrats have put out there's if you go to www.trumpaccountability.net there mm-hmm. there's someone who's literally going to be curating a list mm-hmm. of all the trump like donors and everything all the all the anyone who worked for him anyone who worked on a campaign anyone who gave him money mm-hmm. if they win it's not going to be good but that's but that's kind of we're in this weird tension in a red pill moment where the right's going okay so obviously this was a this election was stolen. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're cheating. Obviously, my vote doesn't actually mean anything. So clearly, none of this is good or right or true. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's a, that's a red pill moment for the right. But if Trump wins after this big thing, I'm not going to say civil war. I don't want civil war. I'd never even speak that into existence. Mm-hmm. But how many how hard is it at that point to talk California into seceding? Right. And I don't even know if I'd call like Trump winning, I don't think it'll end up being a red pill for these people. Yeah. Because these people are, they're demons. You know, they're living. <laughs> they're psychic vampires. <laughs> but it's real though. They're living in a different kind of plane. You know, they're living in a different reality where 
there is there are no pills. Everything is about just their own power. Yeah. And perpetuating their own hedonistic lifestyles and you know and all that stuff. And so it's like they're not in the right mindset to even be able to be red pilled. Well, and that's true. And I think most people on the left are so deeply blue pilled that it's, it would be impossible to break that. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. not completely impossible and red pilling. You can try to force a red pill down someone's throat, but they're never going to take it. They have to choose to Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, exactly. So the Lincoln project, all of the neoconservatives, Mm-hmm. were went and flipped to biden they flipped to the democrats and i the whole time i was like obviously you know they're going to get the the neoconservative joe biden into office even though mm-hmm. he's a democrat i mean look at his record look at obama's record these yeah. are all war hawks yes it's the, dick cheney yeah yes the left and the right the democrats and the republicans are different but when it comes to war they have a unified purpose mm-hmm. at least like at least democrat like capital d you know like yeah the, the party members are this you know yeah the the regular dudes who are republicans they're not they're not into war generally you know yeah and that's why they went for trump yeah well i think even that took a while to get him to that point if it weren't for ron paul there would be no trump people talking against my mom was like i'm you know i think you're right that if trump had just bombed iran we wouldn't have we wouldn't be talking about biden at all and i'm like yeah no i know i'm right about that Mm -hmm. because that's what they want uh but my mother who was for the iraq war Mm -hmm. who was for all of the wars is now saying um i think you're right but i'm glad he didn't do it and I'm like, mm-hmm. what world am I living in right now? Because we had, yeah. we had fights about this. What's funny is, like I've told this before, but my mom, like years ago when I got into this liberty stuff and Ron Paul, I was like, well, you know, the Iraq war is not going to, to end well. It's just going to create a vacuum and there's going to be someone worse there. And then ISIS started cutting off people's heads. And my mom was like, how did you know? <laughs> and I was like, well, Dr. Paul told me. But beyond that, it's just, it makes sense, right? Right. And, yeah. you know, Patterns. all of stuff. But it's crazy to me that there are people who I never thought would say anything bad about a war who are now like, I'm behind Trump because he's going to bring the troops home. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you were very excited in 2001 when they sent him over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you're kind of missing your kid and you want him to come back. Yeah. You know? Well, the fact is, you know, we've been in Afghanistan since 2001. It's coming up on 20 years this mm-hmm. next next September. And I saw a picture and I knew I was going to see it eventually. But I saw a picture of a a father who had to be in his 40s or 50s, maybe. Mm-hmm. And his son, who was freshly 18, and they were standing next to each other in their military uniforms. And he was like, my, he's proudly saying that his son was mm-hmm. going off to Afghanistan the, the same war he went into same war I was in Isn't that, it's, it's insane that a human being was born and lived his whole life and is still going into that quagmire mm-hmm. it's so bizarre but all yeah. the neocons are happy you know who Biden put on his transition team no so I've been saying 
for a year, for a couple of years now to cheer myself up is, you know, everything's going to be all right. John McCain is still dead. <laughs> but Joe yeah. Biden actually tapped his wife, Cindy McCain. Wow. Into being on his transition team. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was, I saw it on Twitter and I was like that motherfucker. Like yeah. he's going to be bombing kids after his death. Mm -hmm. And that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, and that's, and that what bothers me so much is that I'll talk to these again on the Facebook arguments. I'll talk <laughs> to these people who are talking about, you know, how Biden is going to be a return to normalcy. It's like, that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. You that's know? called bombing children. Yeah. Dick Cheney is the normal and, you know, and we don't want that anymore. I heard a report and I'm not, I never verified it, but someone had said that on CNN, someone mentioned that Joe Biden was talking to Dick Cheney about being an advisor for foreign policy. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's true. That might just be some random yeah. guy tweeting. But mm -hmm. it's really emblematic of what's happening. I would it wouldn't it's it's crazy that it wouldn't surprise us. No. You know? Not at all. It, and and that's the thing. Like one of the things that I said that I got pushed back on was you know, AOC and the squad they all got really excited about beating Trump and they all got behind Biden. And I don't know if it's hit them yet, but it's going to. They lost. <laughs> Biden is losing because that's the establishment winning. I mean, they may mm -hmm. try to have to they may have to try to appease the uber leftists and the crazies that have been elected over the last few years, but they lost. And the, I, I wonder when it's going to, how long it is until they figure that out. Well, they've lost in a couple ways. First of all, if you look at like the, the house and Senate. Yeah. They lost. Didn't they lose? Didn't Democrats lose? They didn't lose the what house. No, the, it, it, it was like, they didn't or lose the a, house, but, but they lost, they lost seats. more of their, yeah, they lost seats. They didn't fully lose the house, but it's really close now. And Republicans gained more in the Senate. Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, they they really did lose a lot yeah. in this election already. Not including the possible Trump wins. <laughs> right. And Andrew Yang got on uh, Twitter and was like, hey, everyone, uh, the winning the Senate is contingent on winning Georgia. And if there's a vote off or a, whatever you call it. Um, but yeah, a, a second vote. Um, mm -hmm. and a runoff. That's it. And he said, yeah, everyone who is for, is it for the Democrats needs to go down to Georgia and get down there and make sure everyone's voting and help get this so that these people win. And then a subsequent tweet was him saying that he was actually moving to Georgia, hmm. I guess, so that he can vote in Georgia. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how the tweets read were. It stopped being like, oh, well, you need to go help get the cause going and more like, hey, you should just move to Georgia real quick before the deadline so that we can vote the Democrats yeah. into right. the Senate in the House. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Yeah, it's I don't know. 
<laughs> and you know, it's really just uh, President Kamala that's that's gonna take over. Yeah, in about a through. year, definitely in about a year, she'd be taken over, and that's and that's the thing. It's just like these people. Another thing I've kind of been thinking about a lot this year is the concept of like magic. Yeah, and how it a seems lot of people to actually be real. I noticed that too. I was thinking about it a few months ago. It was an Owen Benjamin thing. He like went all he went full like talking about magic and wizards and all that stuff and <laughs> it got me really thinking. And so I've been just kind of contemplating it a while and I'm just noticing magic spells everywhere. Hmm. And it's just like what? Like flatten the curve. Mhm. It's just a it's a a, a, a magic spell is just a phrase that you repeat and you repeat and you repeat until it causes manifests. something to happen. Yeah, it manifests something in reality. And it manif- and generally it's in the form of people acting in a certain way, you know? Yeah. And you just see it all the time. Um, I think Tom Woods has even been starting to talk about like how it seems like just magic spells. Yeah. Um, On Twitter, I now have... I now have three mutual follows with three different women who call themselves witches. And I'm like, mm. but these are people who are like on our, on our side, but it's like, right. Where is all this magic coming from? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's just been there. And, and I think that I'm starting to just like, I'm, I made a Facebook post a few days ago that vampires are real. <laughs> and they walk among us and like i'm i'm i've just been trying to figure out how i want to write out like a, an essay about how <laughs> vampires actually exist and they are just they are people who drain your life force like when you have to like all of the rules that you hear about vampires in stories they all actually follow these rules and they all apply but they're kind of exaggerated and almost to the point where it's intentional they've been exaggerated so much that we seem like they're a little bit too out there for us to believe in them and they make it so that we can't believe in them but they're they're actually out there i don't know it's it's weird but uh you know they they feed on our life force but we have to invite them in yeah and like uh, Joe Biden sniffing all those girls. That's some <laughs> yeah. that's some vampire ass shit. Yeah, and and it's well, and that's and that actually it's cr- kind of creepy. Where I looked at the link between the concept of vampires and how they behave and pedophiles, mm-hmm. and how they not only do they have to get invited in to like the family unit so that yeah. they can prey upon the kids and steal their life force like their innocence mm-hmm. and then when they do they tend to create new vampires mm. because those kids grow up to often very often be pedophiles themselves yeah that's true there is and, definitely a tie you know, between molestation and molesting you know like right people who get molested tend like it's the old adage you know hurting people hurt people yes and so it's almost like the, the story of vampires is just there to warn us about that kind of person. Hmm. And, 
you know, and you know, the same thing with wizards and demons, like we talked earlier. Yeah. But you know, wizards are the people who cast the spells. And then there's the interdimensional beings. Right. <laughs> like oh, Obama is a wizard. <laughs> he can cast a spell. He like he can hypnotize you. You know, he can he can cast spells with these incantations and words that they use that cause people to manifest things into reality. Hmm. And you know, I just I don't know, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought much about magic or wizards or it's it's something that's come across my Twitter feed all of a sudden. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. is everyone talking about magic? So that's that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to know that that's going further than just those random one-off tweets. It's like a synchronicity. People are like noticing. Yeah, I think people are starting to kind of notice that kind of thing all at, around the same time. You know, it's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> it's like instinctual almost. You know. And so one of the funny things is when I read that book about the sons of God or inter- interdimensional mm-hmm. beings, demons, whatever you want to call them. It was talking about, you know, the, the creation story where the serpent spoke to Eve and mm-hmm. people always imagine that it's an actual snake. But the word mm-hmm. that's used is seraph, which is a type of spiritual being that, t- yeah, that looks like, like a, a snake. Yeah, it's like a lower level angel or something like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like a, a snake like spiritual being. Mm-hmm. What's funny about that is I, I was when Ryan and I were reading that, I said, uh, I said, oh, holy shit. I believe in reptilians now, because <laughs> if you don't think if you don't think right? Hillary Clinton's talking to that 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 uh, snake demon, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> yep, I think I think Hillary Clinton is just a high level demon, <laughs> and she has managed to make deals with a lot of wizards like Obama. What's amazing though is. Kamala Harris is like the least, the less likable version of Hillary Clinton. I didn't think that was possible. I know. <laughs> but like, it was so funny. She she tweeted yesterday, as President Joe Biden will make corporations and the wealthiest finally pay their fair share. And he won't ask mm-hmm. a single person making under $400,000 per year to pay a single, <laughs> pay a penny more in taxes. And I said, yep. no, the fuck you won't. Otherwise, your bitch ass party wouldn't any, win any more elections. Because they yeah. bought him. There's a video yes. of a Biden, like maybe it was his victory thing, but some I, I'll have to send this to you. But there's a video of him talking and every single car in the, the lot that's pointing toward, towards him is a Jeep, a 2021 Jeep. Interesting. It's like corporate sponsorship in the yeah. open. And it's, it's mm-hmm. this, we live it like it's, ugh. they've got their lists. They've got, they've got their corporate sponsors. Like we notice that stuff, but like the normies, they're not going to notice that, but it's going to plant a seed subconsciously. By the way, I have been told that using the word normie is now normie. So. Oh yeah. It's moved, it's moved out of our parlance. By who? Oh yeah. I forget who said that, (laughs) (laughs) but someone said it was normie Mm. to call something normie. And I was like, okay, I can drop that. Yeah. Well, I don't use red pill as often anymore, so. That's starting to kind of get cliche. Well, it's the problem with the term red pill is that people take the colors of the pills too literally and on their face. So they're like, red pill, that's Republican. Blue pill, that's oh, yeah. Democrat. And it's like, I've had conversations mm-hmm. with my mom and I'm like, no, no, no. 
that is not mm-hmm. what that means. Right. <laughs> and I think yep. it's I think it's a wonderful metaphor. I think it makes the most sense. When you take it, you start to see the matrix. That's why when we see the Jeeps, when we see the the people talking about lists, when he, we see them talking about suing to force a transition of power and how even Jake Tapper got on the list talk. I don't know if you saw that. I truly sympathize with those dealing with losing. It's not easy. But how are they going to find a job? Yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, one has to think not only about what's best for the nation, peaceful transfer of power, but how any future employers might see your character def- defined during adversity. And like, yeah. you know who sold out? I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that Penn Gillette sold out? Oh, I did see that. I, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, I was like, wow, that can't, that that's the weirdest thing. It's like one well, in every country across the world, um, even uh, Edrigan decided that he was going to finally uh, congratulate Biden. And they was it, it was either CNN or NBC. I can't remember which got on um, and had a list of all of the senators who haven't congratulated Joe Biden yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it was just all it was a list of all the Republican senators. Cor- well, yeah, yeah cor- I mean, because everyone else is they're probably the only ones yeah but slap happy <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah pendulette gets on says i feel like voted for tulsi wouldn't do what but i feel like tulsi wouldn't congratulate him i guess she sold out a while I don't, ago well and, and that's what's funny is like i don't think she directly has because i think him picking kamala was like probably hard on her like when on the day of the election she right. told people to vote for their principles and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pendulette says that he only cares about he doesn't care about anything but love and kindness. And I'm like, yeah. tell that to the tell that to the little children in in Yemen. Yes, Pendulette got that he took the ticket basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know, someone got to him. It's what it really seems like. There's either blackmail or somebody bribed him in some sort. Well, I never really got him. Like as a libertarian, I always like I saw him and people talked about him being a libertarian and he did. He was at the LNC, I think, in 2016. Mm -hmm. But it's like I've I've never liked looking at his smug ass face. Like I I just see him and I'm like, I don't trust this person. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he could be he could have been a plant from the very beginning. But yeah, every but like every country is congratulating Biden um, Mm -hmm. and Boris Johnson did all of them. And it's it's like it's not there's I mean, there's some like Poland didn't, did they? Oh, there's some I'm sure Poland didn't. But like, you know, most some like based countries that did not. (laughs) But but a lot of these countries are coming out congratulating. And uh, Biden tweets out when I'm speaking to foreign leaders, I'm telling them. America's going to be back. We're going to be back in the game. So you're, you, who are you bombing? Because th- th- yeah. all those people who are congratulating you are congratulating you because they now have their military asset back yep, where they can exactly. point wherever they want it to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually have so many tweets lined up. Cindy McCain, like that's, an, that's amazing to me. That mm-hmm. he's bringing Cindy Mc... Like, honestly, yeah. Biden is probably going to be the most bipartisan. He's going to try his hardest to be the most bipartisan president since mm-hmm. um, 
H.W. Bush. I, I just I have a hard time thinking that he's going to try to do anything. Well, I think I think he's I going think to he's try. just going to be the front man where everybody and Kamala and everybody else around him is going to be doing all that stuff. He's yeah. just like he's just in an empty suit at this point. He doesn't think for himself at all. So but I think that when we're talking about Biden, he and I mean, he and Kamala, but especially he has a higher opinion like Malice said, has a higher opinion of Mitch McConnell than the than most of the Republican Party does. You know, right. like he, that's the mm-hmm. kind of guy that he can work with. Because that guy and I have done all kinds of deals together. Yeah. If Mitch McConnell has the Senate and Joe Biden is the president, he still holds all the all the cards. Yeah, they're on the same page, you know. But if I, I don't think McConnell's going to care if Trump or Biden wins. I don't think it matters to him at all, because as long as he has control of the Senate, I don't think he's going to care. Yeah, well, I think he'll work easier with Biden. Yeah, probably. But because they're kind of they both want more of the same things than him and Trump would. But do you think he'll put his neck out for Trump? No, he won't put his neck out for anybody. Yeah. Which is why he wants somebody he won't have to put his neck out for. Oh, did you see the did you see the Bloomberg tweet? No. Bloomberg maybe I don't know. Tweeted out for perhaps the first time in American history, a coordinated effort to taint or overturn a presidential election may be underway. <laughs> Was this 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 has to be a four year old tweet. <laughs> no. No, and I, oh. and I saw a bunch of people retweeting it saying like, Oh, did you forget about this? Oh, you uh, are you late? Mm-hmm. You're late to the party, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the corporate media yeah. has a fantastic memory of the of the past four years. They're just really hoping you don't. Yeah. And that you'll buy their bullshit. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that, like, pointing out hypocrisy in politics is very blue-pilled behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Ben Shapiro, like, facts over feelings type thing pointing out the little hypocrisies it's like dude you don't even realize that this isn't about being consistent it's about power and that's all they care about they have no standards so pointing out a double standard has no weight at all and that's the thing they are entirely consistent with their actual values exactly and if you like know what the values are you can see it yeah it's not about they're not being hypocritical they are mm-hmm. literally playing a game and that's mm-hmm. the long and the short of it. And so it's like when I hear people talk about how inconsistent they are, I'm like, they're not. Yeah. That is not that's what the, is happening. That's the point. Yep. My favorite tweet of the last day or so it was a few days ago is a guy named Kevin Roos, who's a blue check. Uh, he said Facebook, I think he works with, he works for a New York times. And he said, Facebook is absolutely teeming with right-wing misinformation right now. Here are all all among the top 10 most engaged URLs on the platform of the last 24 hours. And it was like, Republican in Michigan goes from loser to winner after technical glitch. And it's it's all these different stories. And they're all true. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And so people responded to his tweet and they were like, well, these are true stories. This is what happened. And he Mm -hmm. gave away the corporate media playbook. He mm-hmm. said, for the conservatives who are mad about this, yes, it is possible for a story to be factually accurate 
and for it to be a part of a misinformation campaign aimed at undermining confidence in in an election. (laughs) You just told them what the New York Times does. Mm -hmm. It's factual, but not truthful. Exactly. Depending on what pill you've taken, you will get a completely different meaning out of that. Yeah. But it's like, that was what was, I, I, I retweeted, I was like, Cathedral Operative defines how he's, how the failing New York Times and the rest of the corporate press operate on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, yeah. we live in an amazing time and the, the, the possibility for chaos, the possibility for the butthurt, for maybe, like I've, I heard people talking about California seceding, like leftists talking about California seceding before right. any of the election stuff. Imagine what happens if Trump pulls it out in the courts. Right. Yeah. Imagine. Well, if he loses, then you see right, right wing states possibly thinking yeah. about conceding, especially if Biden goes through with this nationwide lockdown. Oh boy. Mask mandate that he's talking about, you know, yeah, I told him to go fuck himself on Twitter when he said that. <laughs> yep. That's yep. going to be my thing. I'm going to be the the Krasenstein brother against Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm yeah, going to be the, the, like, the Biden reply boy. Go fuck yourself, yep. Biden. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I uh, so I have this catering gig that I do occasionally where I'm catering for first responders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm you know every every time i do it it's a whole different group by first responders do you mean retail workers <laughs> not well, i guess that that would count this year but <laughs> no it's like you know well usually either firefighters or cops yeah um you know in the last couple times that i catered for cops i asked them about these things like this was like right when they in California, they're usually from California. Mm-hmm. And so they came up, you know, and I was like, what do you guys think about this, uh, these Thanksgiving rules? And they're like, these are all such bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, so you guys can enforce them? And they're like, we get a call about those. We're just going to do a drive by, you know, we're not going to enforce any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and well, some of them will for sure. Uh, uh, it's going to be so, and like I talked to one guy, he's like, 99.9% of us, like of the cops will not enforce something like that. You know, well, there's the one, there's a 0.1%, but like doing this, doing this gig, has kind of given me a different perspective on some of that. Mm. Like, you know, most of the time cops are right wing, but they're blue pilled. But I don't know. They, they seem like they've taken one or two red pills Mm. but not enough to be on our level yeah but they they know that it's bullshit and they usually will just do their own thing you Mm. know they'll they'll get they'll just you know deal with loopholes and they'll not enforce all kinds of stuff you know so people in california i don't think they have anything to be afraid of having a, a normal thanksgiving that you know but speaking of california and their rules for thanksgiving which chicago's looking to do the same thing um i t- i was talking to my brother after they had released those rules and i we kind of got into covid stuff and trump and he lied to me and told me he, the most important thing to him was war 
uh, and then voted for Joe Biden. But I was like, yeah, this this stuff is insane. This, the, the coronavirus stuff. I'm just I'm exhausted of it. I'm ready for it to be over. And he was like, well, you know, we're just protecting. We're just protecting. Right? Like he's scared his his two year what two year old is going to get coronavirus and die. Mm-hmm. It just goes against the what the science well, yeah, bears out. But yeah. I, I was like, you know, and he was kind of blaming Trump for deaths of coronavirus, which is just nonsensical to me. But I was like, yeah, I mean, at least I'm not in California. And he's like, why? And I was like, what do you mean why? Gavin Newsom is like one of the worst on this. The only person worse is Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, no, Gavin's been great. Gavin, the way he's handled this whole coronavirus thing has been wonderful. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> I didn't know how to react to that. Well, people who talk about politics most of the time are not smart, really learning about it. Yeah. It's not even that they're not smart. It's that they have they're smart about the things that they're an expert in. Yeah. Politics and economics and none of the, like all of those things. They are not an expert in those things. And they think that their expertise in something else might translate over or something like yeah. that. You know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson Ugh. or something like that. But Anthony Fauci. But it's just, yeah. Steve Bannon, exactly. Steve Bannon got a lot of shit for saying that he should be beheaded. His head should be put on a spike in the White House lawn. He's, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. He's right, though. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, that's one thing that Malice says, like, in a few years, people might start looking at these political leaders and start demanding some sort of uh, justice. Yeah, yeah. Justice. Yeah. And they're going to be held accountable for something. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the amount they should be COVID patients that Andrew Cuomo put in nursing homes. Yeah, I mean, he killed more people than Muhammad Atta did in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, if 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 Trump had done that, I would be like, yes, he is he is what caused these two hundred thousand deaths. If he had started right. putting COVID patients in nursing homes, but he didn't mm-hmm. do that. Cuomo did. He Trump let all of these governors hang themselves with all this. He gave them the rope. Well, right, and, and 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 actually, that's the constitutional way to do it. You know, right? He he let him let him do it. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, Malice had read Andrew Cuomo's book that he put out recently. Oh, did he read it? I heard him talking about reading it, but it was like his diary of what happened with coronavirus was all the book mm-hmm. was, and so like he he'd say stuff like. He'd like pat himself on the back for how he did, which I think they had more deaths per capita than anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. But he patted himself on the back about how they had contained it and done such a good job and how, you know, two million people or whatever were supposed to die. Right. But Trump is the one who's killed these 200,000 people because that's that's a ridiculous number to have happened. And it's like the number was two million. Right, it was supposed to be 2 million. How are you getting off on this? But right. Trump, who 
what was it? Uh, Dr. Burke said that if you did, if he did every, if Trump did everything right, absolutely everything right, around 200,000 people would be the death toll. So what what's going on now? He hit it right on. <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, I'm not going to talk about whether or not it was created in a Wuhan laboratory and China's doing this and China. Did right. you read that China, uh, Saudi Arabia, the DPRK, and um, some other countries, Russia, were on the UN Humans, Human Rights Council and just gave shit to the United States? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? It's, it's, well, it's, it almost seems like they, it's, it's almost back to like the demon thing, where they have to kind of show you what they're doing because you have to consent to it. Yeah. And they just give you all these hints that anybody who's not completely asleep will notice. And if you agree to it or if you let it happen, then you are basically consenting to everything that they're doing yeah well here's here's the list that the un watch twitter account put out china newly elected to the un human rights council just reviewed the united states human rights record china wishes to recommend to the u.s one root out systemic systematic racism address whites widespread police brutality and combat uh, discrimination against african and asian americans two urge politicians to respect people's rights to life and health and stop politicizing and stigmatizing the COVID-19 pandemic. Three, take holistic measures to eliminate political polarization and and social inequality. Four, combat the increasingly severe religious intolerance of xenophobic parties. Five, stop incarcerating migrants, including migrant children, and guarantee the rights of immigrants. Six, Address proliferation of guns and guarantee people's rights to life. Seven, lift lift coercive unilateral measures. Eight, stop torture and anti-terrorist operations and halt military intervention in other countries and stop killing civilians. That one's good. Nine, stop interfering for political reasons in other countries' internal affairs under the pretext of human rights. I like those last couple. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like the, 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 there was one that really stuck out which was yeah, the second to last the one military was great. intervention yeah. and torture but it's like the china who has the mm-hmm. Uyghurs in concentration camps is gonna get up on here and tell us about human rights it's not like i disagree with some of the things on their list but this is like the kid in high school that did heroin telling on you for right. smoking weed like shut mm-hmm. the fuck up china <laughs> What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who are you? No. <laughs> it's just funny. All right. Well, I said, you know, I want to have Hal on. I want to introduce him. And then we kind of just got right into a lot of fun, weird <laughs> stuff all at, all at once and dark stuff. And But so you, like I said, you run a taco truck or a mm-hmm. taco restaurant with a truck called Taco Monty's. You're a partner and the chef at right. a meadery. Which may be the coolest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, well, the only thing cooler would be if it was a distillery. Uh, I don't know. I think mead's cooler than mead's the OG. So, yeah. But if you if you distill mead, we, we, we're talking. We have been talking about doing that. I'm just saying, I will move to Montana if you start a <laughs> distillery with me. Nice. 
I'm into it. Because <laughs> I want to do that. Boo, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know anything about it. But uh, you know, booze is one of the few process. industries that you know, you can always make money. So <laughs> I love I, I do I do love a good booze. Mm-hmm. I have too much. I've, I think I've got like thirty <laughs> plus bottles of liquor. Nice at this point. Um, I think I have like three. I don't mostly bourbon. Yeah. So like when I asked you what bourbon should I drink tonight, <laughs> well there wasn't a hundred percent chance, but. Like it was, it, it the fact that you said one that I have didn't surprise me at all. Right. <laughs> well, it's the it, it's the the most common one, <laughs> one of the most. Yeah. Oh, it, it definitely is. So to get to know you a little bit more before we uh, we cut this off, there's a lot of conversation going around the Liberty Verse at this point. I don't know if you know this about me. I won't call it the Liberty Movement because the Liberty Movement died in 2012 after. Dr. Paul stopped running <laughs> for president. Right. I mean, I'm not going to go to the LP. Screw off. What do you think is the most important thing that someone who is liberty minded needs to know or consider in their lives? I think the most important thing is to know how to build shit out of wood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've learned a lot about it this year. I had a lot of spare time, so I built a lot of things in the backyard for my three-year-old. And <laughs> there's there's just so much that you learn from it. And if you're able to, you just need to be more self-sufficient. Like what yeah. what what pill are you on right now? White. Your your white pill. So I've yeah. How much? I of, don't know what the clear pill is. I okay. have not looked into that yet. So I've uh, I've tried to kind of figure out how to describe everything all the pills i was and i think i figured it out for the most part you have the red pill where it's you know the reality that they've been feeding you is wrong and a lie you know we all know what the red pill is but then you get to the black pill and that's where we are in this nihilism yeah we're in this political battle that we're never there's no way we're gonna win it yeah. But then you get to the white pill and I think the white pill is where you realize that it's not a political battle or even a cultural battle, but it's a spiritual battle and mm-hmm. you can win. Yeah. And then I'm kind of right in the, between that and the clear pill where I think the clear pill is where you realize that it's a spiritual battle that has no winners or losers. It's just perpetual and never ends. And the only way hmm. for you personally to win is to fully disengage and yeah. be in your own little bubble and be able to okay, so like community. Minchus Moldbug's concept of living like you are an expat. Yes, exactly. That's basically okay. it. Yeah. You just look at it as it's it's like entertaining. It's fun to watch. Yeah, and in in, in in that way I, I would say that's agorism in a sense. Yeah, exactly. You get to the point where you can survive without the system you know and yeah that's i think right now you know the one thing that mold bug that i've gotten is that you know there's the left and right and history always goes towards the left because the left is basically the same thing as entropy and Mm -hmm. eventually everything falls apart and it just gets rebuilt and falls apart it gets rebuilt and wherever you are on that cycle makes you 
choose which is more advantageous to be on the left or the right. And so if things are like mm-hmm. building and building and it hasn't started to collapse yet, then being on the left is probably the best bet because you'll live in prosperity before everything collapses. But I think we're on the cusp to yeah. where things are about to just completely go AWOL. And when you're in that position, being more right wing and family oriented and like self-sustaining and having life skills that you could survive without the system. I think that is the way mm-hmm. to be right now, specifically by ammo. Yeah. By ammo, plant peppers. Exactly. You know, plant a garden, get some, get some chickens, build some shit out of wood. Yep. Also plant claymores. Start creating <laughs> claymore, create farm workers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's when, um, being a parent, it's, it's always a battle. And like, especially with as many little ones as I have, they're battling each other and they try to destroy stuff in my house and it's, uh, (laughs) it gets old. And, but I was sitting, I sat down with the two oldest ones the other day and I was like, you know, over the years I've thought what, okay. So have you ever watched game of Thrones? Yeah. You know how every house has their words. Winter is coming, bent and Mm -hmm. unbent and unbroken, whatever. Right. I really like that concept of the sigil and the, mm-hmm. word, the house words. And so I've been thinking for the past couple of years, what are our house words? What mm-hmm. are the words that more or less are emblematic of us and what I want and how I want you to think as a person? And so I was sitting them down after I saw them destroy something of mine. And I was like, I think I've landed on the words. And I was like, boys, I need you to repeat this after me. Harlesses create, they don't destroy. Nice. And I was like, when you get older and you realize more of the realities of the world, we can mm-hmm. talk to you about what we have to destroy in order to, in order to create. But as of this moment, you create, mm-hmm. you don't destroy. Yeah. Our, our lives are lives of creation and beauty. And I'm not going to run the beauty out of you this early. A girl on <laughs> Twitter was talking about how she, spe- she was speaking to her f- four-year-old daughter about how Kamala Harris was vice president and her daughter had asked, will I be president one day, mommy? And she was like, maybe, baby, maybe. And I was just reading that and I was like, if my kid asked me that, I'd be like, no, you won't because you're better than that. Mm -hmm. Anyone, I I don't, I don't, I can't wrap my head around that. I want my children to know how little the president actually matters. I want their whole lives to be as self-sufficient and sustaining and creative as possible. I want them to not ever have to worry about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Exactly. And that's just it. You got to be able, like, just pretend that the politics don't matter because they don't. Yeah. And just be um, honest. Yeah. Find ways around them. Yeah. That's a, it's a. Uh, well, Owen Benjamin had a line the other day. He just kind of said it. I was like, that is perfect. And the line was grow through the cracks. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's something he said it and it kind of made me think about it. I built this little fort or platform for my kid after cutting down a tree that was a pain in my ass and built <laughs> it over top that tree. And I did not kill that stump sufficiently enough 
And so, you know, every month or two, that little bastard keeps popping little, <laughs> it's just little strands coming through, little branches popping up through the cracks. Like that is like, I hate it, but I, I respect it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's, and that's what I want to, that's what you have to be. You have to be that stupid little tree that can't be stopped. Like life yep. grows through the cracks. You have to be, just be life. Yeah. Be life. Create. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, Keep it's like dandelions may be the dumbest, stupidest weeds that you ever have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But those bastards. You will never stop having to deal with them. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty. They can be. Mm-hmm. And also they grow through concrete. Exactly. And that's, that's a great point. That's what we yeah. need to be. We need yeah. to. We need to be able to grow through the cracks, break yeah. through the concrete. Yeah. And you just have to be able to never be stopped. You know, you just keep pushing. Yeah. Halden, thank you for coming on my show finally. We're going to have to do this more, especially yeah, with the live, live stream stuff. I just think this is cool. And I think we can mm-hmm. do something great with this. Yeah, it'd be fun. I have, since you've never been on my show proper, I have my two questions. One I stole from Malice. <laughs> which i'll do last but the, the mm-hmm. first one is even though it's died down some with the growing recognition of pedophile rings especially con- connected to hollywood and washington vampires who yeah who <laughs> would you be most excited to see outed as a p- pedophile who would be the most vindicating for you mm. to go yep i knew it i want to say bill gates Oh, that's a good one. That's a good because I said Tom Hanks. Yeah, he popped in my head right away. I've been saying that for years, (laughs) and now people are starting to see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that'll happen anyway, eventually. (laughs) But you you just you just see it with Bill Gates. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, uh, what's his name? Alex Jones on the stream said that uh made an offhand comment how he thinks bill gates should get a firing squad and tim cast went full-on blue-pilled and was like oh don't say that don't talk about that on the on the show (laughs) really (laughs) it was great all right my last question before i uh i do all the talking about where to find everything what is your favorite thing about me i want to say the it's got to be the beard and the hair every time combo every time man it's not just the beard though it's <laughs> the long hair with the beard because like right now it, it actually looks like it's the same it's all one pig piece <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny you're the what's funny is when i started asking that question i would get the beard almost every time yeah and then and then it started becoming normal. You brought it right back. It's good. Good. Nice. Yeah. Well, and it's, I'm, it's, I'm, cause, it's just because I, I miss mine. <laughs> All right. And so, Hal, where do you want people to find you? Like, do you want them to find your Twitter? Um, Sure. What is my Twitter? I think it's Hal Pedersen. Isn't it like Viking Chef? Oh, no. It's it's Chef Halden. Oh, okay. or, or Viking Chef is like my There's... name. But Chef Halden is the handle. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll yeah, link to that. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you are in Montana and want a good taco, go to Taco Mami's. Yeah, hit me up. That's your, that's your Shoot me a message. Stand. Shoot me a message. We have an extra room. <laughs> also, 
anyone who's listening to this, you, if you don't know how to find me, just type in this is MLGA literally anywhere. Facebook, Twitter. I have a Patreon. You can do that if you'd like to, but I've really moved over to Locals, which is Dave Rubin's setup, the community setup. And uh, right now, as Halden and I are recording, um, I'm actually streaming it for everyone there. So if you want to watch this well before, actually watch it rather than just listen to it and see it before anyone else, join my Locals. I've got it at $5. Maybe you can talk me down to $2. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so make liberty great again .com for that. And uh, is there anything, any parting wisdom, any any Viking sayings that you'd like to share with Ugh. the audience before we go? Viking sayings? Yeah, be your friends, or be your friend's true friend. Repay gift for gift. Return laughter with laughter again, but betrayal with treachery. Awesome. And as always, everyone who is listening. Stay sane. Yeah.